Hey guys, how you doing? This is Andrew and I just want to welcome you guys into my crazy life and how I got through it. I just want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for tuning into the show. Thank you guys for for your continued downloads and your, your continued support of the, of, of the show. I see you guys um all all across the country. I see you guys all look, all, all over the globe actually um downloading the show and I just want to thank you guys for the continued support. Um today is a very special day. Um I have a very special guest um that's going to come in and we're, we're going to talk to you guys about um the importance of mental health um uh, um, counseling and the important the importance of seeking um treatment. My guest's name today is Dr. Jean Davitt, and she is um she's a licensed professional counselor here in the state of Mississippi. And she's gonna come in and she's gonna talk to you guys and she's gonna give you guys some real good information. Um but um but like I said there there's a lot um that goes on um behind the scenes of the show so if you guys want to if you guys ever wanted to donate to the show you can donate to the show um dollar sign drew 7809 in the um in the cash app um that that's that's a um a, a a great way to help um support a worthy cause you guys you guys totally don't have to do that everything that i do is done out of um it's it's done from the heart it's done because this is what i've been called to do and i just want to thank you guys um for supporting me um even if you can't also i just want to um i want to let you guys know about the youtube channel if you guys um if you guys click the link the link to the show is https uh semicolon forward slash forward slash my crazy life and how i got through it dot buzzsprout.com if you guys ever wanted to go through and download um listen to the show um um on the show site and there's also a link that you can click on the show it'll take you to the facebook page and it'll take you to the instagram page for the show um if you guys could go on the instagram pages and if you guys can go on the facebook pages and follow the show um that would greatly be appreciated and again i just want to thank you guys for your continued support and thank you guys for downloading Loading the um, and the downloads of the show. Thank you guys so much. And with that being said, we're gonna get into the show. Um, this this show really really means a lot to me. This show is very important to me because um, about four years ago, four four and a half years ago, um, is when I decided when I actively decided to start seeking treatment for myself. Um, there was a lot of things that happened to me while while I was in the military and I dealt with those things for eight years, eight, eight years. And I, I, I didn't know where to turn. I was um, I, I was I was in a um, I was in a marriage that was failing and I didn't know where, where to turn. And um, I decided to start to start counseling, to start, um, looking, um, to, for someone to actually help me and to explain to me some of the things that was going on with me because I knew, I knew what was happening, but it's, it, it, it takes a real brave person to, to step out of their comfort zone and to actually, go in and, and to sit down with someone and actually devote your whole life um to to basically to a stranger and I, I i really have to say that was something that actually changed my life it saved my life 
Um, I, I, I believe if if I if I had went anywhere else, the outcome the outcome of my life would have been different. And um, when I left Fort Campbell, I ended up in um, South Mississippi in, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And that's when I, I actually, I actually got, um, I actually started to get help for some of the things that was going on in my life. And again, it saved my life. So if, if, if you guys are out there right now, you guys are listening and you're, you're, you're wondering if I if I need to seek treatment, if I should seek treatment. I, I mean, by all means, get help, seek help. There there are a lot of great counselors here in the state of Mississippi. Um, Doctor Doctor Debbie being one of them. Um, if 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 you if you're in a position to where you you need help and you want help. You need to talk to somebody. Don't be afraid to reach out, guys. Don't be afraid to say, um, to 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 take to take that initial step. Taking the initial step is the hardest step, but it's also the step that that will give you some clarity. It's also it's also the step that will that will help you. And I I, I just I just want to say. Um, from the bottom of my heart, if you got, if you guys are out there and you guys are going through anything, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. Don't be afraid to talk to somebody because I, and I like to use me when I, when I talk, because I, I let so many things go, um, go or, 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 or fall by the wayside, um, without talking, without saying anything. And I'm, I'm, and it's it's a process. I'm I'm a I'm a therapist myself, but it's a process. I'm still in the process of learning something new about me every day. I'm still in the process of um of of connecting with me every day. So I I just I really encourage every, everyone who's listening to me. Um, if 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 you're if if you need if you need help if you if if you want help get help. There are a lot of great counselors around the country and I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, um, in, in, in the countries that are, that are listening, there are a lot of great counselors there as well. So get help, seek help. And, um, I, I, I took the liberty of putting some notes together for, um, um, for the show. And I just want to talk, I want to talk, I want to talk, um, I want to talk very candidly right now. And I want to talk from, from the heart. Um, and, and a lot of this stuff, um, the, the information that I, I gathered, it came from the American Psychological Association. So ju- just um, listen to these facts. One in five Americans suffer from a mental illness and one in 25 Americans suffers from a serious mental Ill- illness such as bipolar disorder, schizophrenia or re- or recurring major depression. Despite the numbers, less than 60% of people with mental illness don't receive treatment for their condition. And nearly half of children ages 8 through 13 don't, e- don't either. 
according to the National Alliance of Mental Health. So, guys, with that being said, 60% of people don't receive treatment for some of the things that they're going through. When you look, when you look at it, um, that's, that's six out of 10 people don't receive treatment for what they're going through. And I, I, I just can't stress enough the importance of, uh, the importance of talking, the, the importance of, 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 of wanting to connect with someone and I, I'll get to this a little later because there are a lot of stigmas and there are a lot of taboos out there um, in different in different ethnic groups and communities. And you you really have to know what it is for yourself, you the individual, when you're seeking help. What is it that I want to get out of this? What is it that I that, what is it that I need out of this? Not that I want to get out of it, that I need out of it. Because if I'm here, um, obviously there's something that's going on. Obviously there's something that's wrong. So taking the time out to really um, contact someone, get in touch with someone, whether it's your um, it's your pastor, um, it's, it's it's someone that you trust, talking to someone. Period is what what is what's going to help you. Um, the reasoning behind the lack of treatment varies from person to person. These reasons can range from fears of being criticized and ostracized. That was me because I'm not crazy and I hate to use that term, but that was, that was my, um, my method of thinking then, you know, I can't, I can't go in and sit down and talk to someone because I don't have a problem, but I did have a problem. And the problem was me and what was going in, what was going on inside of my mind. So there's a, there's, there's a fear and it says due to their mental illness or even due to personal misunderstanding about the effect, about the, about the effective effectiveness of treatment. And, um, a lot of times people have, uh, have the idea that why, you know, why am I going to talk to somebody and tell them my problems? They can't do nothing for me. Nothing that I can't do. And that is that is the, that is the the method of thinking that a lot of people actually have. So why don't people seek treatment? One of the major reasons that people forego getting mental health treatment they need is due to the stigma surrounding mental illness and people who suffer from them. And I'll use me, and I'll and I'll use um, uh, um, I, I'm I'm from the south, and um, a lot of people, uh, the 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 south is um, is steeped in a lot of tradition and a lot of things, um, a, a lot of things, uh, um, um, happen here, and uh, the south United States, and a lot of things, a lot of things happen here, um. One of the one of the big things is, you know, when you when you tell somebody about some things like this and, and I use I use me again in the African American African American community, it is pray about it. And it's not to say that um praying about it or meditating about it doesn't help or doesn't change a thing. I'm I'm not saying it 
please don't please please don't take that because um i believe that prayer prayer changes things um but people have people have certain skill sets and people have uh, people have been trained to do certain things um you you can't you can't um you can't pray about um your hand being cut open you have to go see a doctor so a doctor can actually stitch your hand and and give you the proper medications for your hand and 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 and, and make sure the hand is healing correctly so there there are people out here that have been trained to handle your situations trained to talk to you trained to listen to you to know to know what it is that you're feeling and and to make sure that you you have um that you are equipped to handle those things better so the the the, the stigma surrounded by su- surrounded by it, um you know about praying about it is is it can be often misleading yes you need to pray about it but you also need to see someone about it as well. Um, in 2014, a study uh, published in the Journal of Health Psychology and Behavior Medicine, researchers found that the stigma surrounding mental illness was a major factor that deterred people from seeking treatment. A major factor. Stigma is defined as negative attitudes held by others, and it's a barrier to receiving treatment for mental health disorders. So the way that we think, the way that things are perceived and the way that things are looked at, it can often hinder you from getting the, the proper treatment that you need. And I just want to say this again to everyone who's listening to me. Um, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm talking from the heart because this is something that I really take serious. And this is something that, um, again, something that saved my life. I don't think that I would even be sitting here today having these conversations if it if it wasn't for seeking a mental health provider i don't i don't think that i could i I could i could do that and again if you if you if you need it if you need help seek help we got to get rid of the stigmas and we got to get rid of the we got to get rid of the um 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 the negative thoughts that are involved with this profession, because this profession it actually helps people. Um, perceiving negative attributes, such as believing individuals with, a mental, with mental health problems are weak, incompetent, and cannot take care of themselves are common forms of stigma and may contribute to increases in harmful attitudes. Negative views of treatment and shame related to experiencing mental illness may preclude young adults from seeking the treatment that they need. That's a lot of things. That's a lot of things out here. And I don't, I, 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 I don't want to go on too long because I want to give, I want to give Dr. David a chance and I want her to, I, 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 I I want her to, to talk and to tell you guys, but the last thing that I want to tell you before, before I, before I stop talking is, um, why seeking treatment is important first and foremost 
getting your mental health and your mental wellness in check is very important. Knowing who you are and knowing some of the things that you're going through is very important. Talking to someone is very important. And and listen to this. This is the last thing that I want to say before I stop talking. But living with a mental illness will always be a battle. But getting the proper treatment will make it much more manageable, allowing you to live, allowing you to enjoy everything life has to offer without your condition getting in the way. Let me say that again. Living with a mental illness will always be a battle. But getting the proper treatment will make it much more manageable, allowing you to enjoy everything life has to offer without your condition getting in the way. Because for so long, my condition got in the way. For so long, um, I, I, I had a negative thought I had negative stigmas about this thing and it was my counselor Devon Connors who actually put me on this path today and I I, I just want to say again to everyone who's listening if you need help seek help if you want help get help it's available to you and with that being said, I want to turn this show over to Dr. Debra. Dr. Debra, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. I, I just want to thank you again for agreeing to come on. And I, I want to thank you again for talking um, on this subject. This this subject is very near and dear to me. And this this is something. Um, um, and, I, and I tell you this all the time when I talk to you. This This changed me. And I know it can, if it can do it for a stubborn guy like me, it can do it for anybody. <laughs> so I, I just want to I want to give you I want to give you your, your chance to speak and I want to give you your chance to to um, to talk um, on the converse, uh, on the subject that we're that we're discussing today. Okay, thank you so much, and thank you for inviting me to be on your show. I'm really excited about being here to talk about this important topic of mental health. So I thought I'd start with defining what is mental health. All right, mental health is defined as people's cognitive, behavioral, and emotional well-being. In your introduction, you talked about how one in five Americans suffer from a mental illness. Well, some studies show that those numbers are even higher than that. Okay, according to the National Institute of Mental Health Disorders, approximately one in four adults suffer from a diagnosable mental health issue each year. Now, after the pandemic, those numbers have drastically increased, and this is frightening. A third of Americans now show signs of clinical anxiety or depression or both. So domestic violence has gone up, child abuse has gone up, Domestic violence, child abuse, and um, suicides have gone up. Wow. And listen to this. According to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, 
Suicide is the second leading cause of death between the ages of 10 and 34 in the United States. Yes, 10, as young as 10 years old. That's frightening. Wow. And last year, the World Health Organization reported that the number one leading cause of disability in the United States is major depressive disorders, costing wow. us approximately $200 billion in lost wages each year. Wow. So why is it important to talk about mental health? Well, now more than ever, it's important to talk about mental health because this past year has been an extremely challenging one for all of us. This pandemic has affected each and every one of us, and people are experiencing maximum levels of stress and anxiety. You know, there's so much uncertainty, so much unknowns. We are bombarded with conflicting information, and we don't know what to believe or what to do. We don't know what to expect from one day to the next. So stress levels that high can be extremely dangerous, and they can shut down our immune system, putting us at risk for chronic medical problems. And I'm going to discuss that a little bit later on in my talk. All right, so why are people reluctant to seek mental health services? I would like to add what you touched on earlier about the stigma and the stereotypes of mental illness. And unfortunately, there are so many false beliefs and misunderstandings about mental illness. The lack of awareness, education, perception, and fear of people with a mental illness can lead to an increased stigma. Now, stereotypes such as like you said earlier, you know, that perception that people that are mentally ill are crazy, violent, or dangerous. Well, that simply is not true. The majority of people with a mental illness are actually more likely to be victims of a crime. We should be protecting them instead of fearing them. So other false beliefs are things like people with depression can just snap out of it. Well, it doesn't work that way either. Depression and anxiety are serious illnesses but there are also treatable illnesses, and it's important to talk honestly about mental health in order to dispel those myths of mental illness and to educate individuals on mental illness and what it is and what it is not. So depression and anxiety are not signs of weakness. They are not character defects. They are biologically based brain disorders, and it takes a lot of courage to seek help. So honestly, one of the good things that has come out of this pandemic is that it's brought mental health to the forefront. It is. It and really you is. see more people talking about it now than ever. You know, and people that have never struggled with depression or anxiety have gotten a taste of what it's like to be depressed. And people that have struggled with depression and anxiety, unfortunately, it's just exacerbated those symptoms. So why is it important to talk about mental health? Once again, through talking, education, and understanding, we can eliminate that stigma of mental illness and help people realize that they are not alone, and hopefully that will encourage them to reach out for help. Through knowledge comes power, and podcasts like yours, My Crazy Life and How I Got Through It, and organizations like NAMI do an excellent job of providing education about mental illness and bringing awareness and importance to the mental health topic. So, next I'd like to talk about psychological health. Our psychological health needs to be a priority. Now, we live in a society that values physical health over psychological health. If you notice, we value more our bodies than our minds. 
like we go to the gym and we work out and we're on a thousand and one different diets and we're trying to eat right. We take better care of our pets and our cars than we do our own emotional well-being. You know, even growing up, we're taught how the importance of brushing your teeth regularly. But unfortunately, most people are not taught how to cope with their emotions in a healthy way. Now, there are two ways of coping with stress, right? There's the positive, which is an adaptive way, and a negative, which is a maladaptive way. And since most people were never taught how to cope with stress in a good way, they turn to maladaptive ways. Unfortunately, they turn to alcohol, to drugs, self-harm, or food. So now more than ever, it's critical to prioritize our psychological well-being. So you and I were talking about why seek treatment. Well, I kind of would like to answer that question with what happens if you don't seek treatment? All right, if left untreated, illnesses like depression and anxiety will not only take a psychological toll on you, Mm. but it will also compromise your immune system, making you more vulnerable to serious medical conditions. And those medical conditions can be things like cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, headaches, unexplained pains and aches, stomach problems. So chronic stress is dangerous. Can you repeat that? So stress and depression deter. Yes, absolutely. Can you repeat that? Chronic, which part? About the the serious medical conditions? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So if left untreated, okay, illnesses like depression and anxiety will not only take a psychological toll Mm. on us, but it will also compromise our immune system, making us more vulnerable to serious medical conditions. And some serious medical conditions that it puts us at risk for are things like cardiovascular disease and high blood pressure, headaches, unexplained aches and pains and stomach problems. So chronic stress is dangerous. Like, and, and we know that stress does terrible things to our bodies. Like some people's hair fall out. Yes. Uh, it causes problems in our relationships and problems with our work. They distort our reality. And some studies found that chronic stress and anxiety even damage our brain. So I want people to understand the dangers of chronic stress, okay? Anxiety and depression can even damage our brains. That's scary. Now, reality is that stress is inevitable and it will affect us from time to time. But the sooner we learn how to cope with stress in a good way, the better off we'll be. All right, so that's stress. So now I'd like to talk a little bit about depression. Depression. Depression is scary because it could lead to suicide. So when people are depressed, their thoughts are irrational and they are not thinking clearly. All they want is for that pain to stop. Okay? Our thoughts, those irrational thoughts are telling them that no one cares. And that is not true because suicide is devastating to a family. Like, think about it. It's hard enough to lose a loved one, but when you lose a loved one to suicide, that just complicates the grieving process. Exactly. Now, I want to emphasize this point also with, with depression. You know, depression does not discriminate, okay? Depression affects people from all walks of life. Look at Robin Williams. Yeah. Okay, Robin Williams, a successful man who dedicated his life to making people laugh and 
bringing you joy, struggled with depression himself. He committed suicide at the age of 63. Okay, Anthony Bourdain, another successful individual, sadly died by suicide at the age of 61. So there, there were studies that looked at people that had attempted suicide, but for whatever reason, those people didn't die. Everyone in that study was glad after the fact that they did not die. Recently, I had watched an interview and it was based on a true story about a suicide survivor. And this young man was talking about his plans to take his own life and what he was going to do was jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. I watched In it. this interview, which was heart-wrenching, you did watch that I, interview? I was that not heart-wrenching? Yes, it was. It was. I'm so glad you did. It was a powerful video. I mean, I could tell people the name of the guy if you want, but it's pretty heart-wrenching. Yeah, if you, you think it'll be helpful, I'll yeah, be all over the internet. I, like, th I think it would be helpful. Kevin Hines. Yeah, mm. Kevin Hines. Kevin Hines is a survivor of suicide. And the, the one thing that really got to me was the part where he said the millisecond that he let go of that rail and jumped off of the Golden Gate Bridge, he regretted that. The millisecond that he jumped, he knew that he was making a mistake and he was praying to God that God would not take his life. This man miraculously survived when only about 1% of people who have attempted suicide in that manner survive. So the main point here, Andrew, is that depression is real. Depression and anxiety become problems when the symptoms are so severe that they start affecting your functioning and hurting the quality of your life. For example, I'm so depressed, I can't get out of bed, I'm calling in sick, I haven't bathed in a week. That's a problem. So you look for the severity of the symptoms. So if you or someone you know is in emotional pain, please reach out for help. There's so many people and resources out there that can help. Pick up the phone, call a friend, a pastor, a preacher, you know, a trained professional, anyone. And people that have been following your show, I know that you've talked about the National Suicide Prevention Helpline. There's another great resource. It's confidential service and 24 hours a day. It's, it's available 24 hours every day of the week. And their number is 1-800-273-8255. All you have to do is Google suicide prevention and their number pops up. If you feel more comfortable texting, you can always text to 741-741. So I'm just wanting to encourage people, please reach out for help because your life does matter. And I want you to not only look out for yourselves, but let's also look out for each other. And talking about it makes us realize that we are not alone. Once again, a third of the American people after the pandemic have struggled with chronic depression and chronic anxiety. So we are definitely not alone. Now, our topic for today is the importance of mental health and when it's time to seek professional help. So Andrew, I'm going to ask your listeners some questions to consider when trying to decide whether or not counseling is needed for them. All right, are you tossing and turning at night and can't sleep? Mm. Do you wake up feeling exhausted? 
Are you experiencing feelings of sadness and loss of interest and pleasure most of the time? Mm. Are you feeling overwhelmed or stressed out? Are you easily irritated or feeling on edge? Are you having loss of appetite? Have you gained weight? Have you lost weight? Are you having extreme mood swings? Do you have moments where your heart is racing and you are having panic attacks? What about ruminating thoughts? Do you feel helpless or hopeless? Are you having any thoughts of hurting yourself or others? Do you feel terrible about yourself? Are you lonely? Are you stuck in negative thinking or fear? Are you dreading going to work? Are you having relationship problems? Are you stuck in the past or excessively worrying about the future? Do you have unresolved trauma from your past? Or have you experienced a significant loss of a loved one, whether by death or divorce, you know, or even a loss of a job? And I could go on and on and on. But if you, any of your listeners answered yes to any of those questions, please know that help is available and you most likely will benefit from counseling. Now, I do want to be clear that chronic depression is different than feeling blue. Mm. All right, when you're feeling the blues, the blues are an unpleasant reaction to a sad event, okay? We may feel down and out from time to time, but we can still function, and that's the key. So we may feel bad temporarily, but we bounce back to our normal emotional state. And the same with stress. A little stress is not a bad thing if it motivates us to do what we're supposed to do. Um, and also stress can build resilience and encourage growth. And resilience is the ability to bounce back. So mm. when bad things happen to us, are mm. we able to bounce back? Does it make us stronger or does it destroy us? Mm. You know, our goal is to help you build resilience. Mm. Okay, so counseling. I thought it might be helpful to talk about counseling. You know, what is counseling? Mm. I think people have preconceived notions about what counseling is. I think okay. so. <laughs> Let me tell you what it's not. Yeah, it's not coming into the office and laying on a couch and having me hypnotize you. That's not counseling. <laughs> counseling is a joint effort between you. <laughs> I just had to throw that one in. <laughs> counseling is a joint effort between the therapist and the client. Okay, it provides a safe place where the person can come and talk openly and honestly about their challenges, their concerns, their fears, their problems in a non-judgmental and compassionate environment okay the role of the professional is to support educate and help guide the individual in solving his or her problems now notice it's not to make decisions for you and it's not to tell you how you should or should not live but it's to help once again support educate and guide you into solving your own problems so what can you expect during an initial assessment during an initial assessment, the person will come in and we will talk about what brings you to counseling today. Because a lot of times people just get sick and tired of being sick and tired and they reach out for help. Um, we will address the symptoms that you're struggling with and how the, those symptoms are affecting your functioning. We will explore problem areas in your life and we will set goals for counseling. So together we will develop a self-care plan to address your overall well-being. Now, how can 
Can counseling be helpful? And you talked about that in your opening as well. Well, studies have shown, research shown that counseling works and has many benefits. So counseling helps people learn healthier coping skills and emotion regulation. It eases emotional pain and improves cognitive functioning. Counseling helps you gain insight, helps you gain a better understanding of yourself. It helps you to identify what are the positive changes that I need to make to improve the quality of my life. Counseling helps you to reprogram your mind to think in a healthier way. It helps you to become more resilient and it helps you to become the best version of yourself. Now, I feel like our role is to help empower people to take charge over their lives and to help them make good decisions for themselves and their families. Like so much of our suffering could be avoided if we just make good decisions, but we can't make good decisions if we're making decisions based on emotions and our emotions are all over the place. So it's so important that on the top of your list of goals, it's got to be your emotional and your mental well-being because when you're feeling better, you're able to make better decisions for yourself. Right, and I right. also want to throw in that if people don't feel comfortable coming into the office, we still do telemental health. You know, so that's also an option. But we are living in extremely challenging and chaotic times. And what you do matters. You know, what you do now matters. And every decision that you make, you know, you're going to have to live with. It's going to affect the outcome that you get. But not only does it affect you, the family, and all your loved ones. So it's important to be able to make good decisions for yourself because choices that we make, that's one of the factors associated with happiness. And if you reflect back on your life, you can see how every decision that I've made has contributed to my misery or it's contributed to my happiness. So yeah. making good decisions are really important. Okay, so once again, now more than ever, your mental health needs to be a priority. So if you or someone you know is struggling with a mental illness, please know that help is available. And I also want to remind people that most insurance companies do cover outpatient mental health services. And also, I don't know if people know this, but depending on the company that you work, some employers have EAP services. And what EAP stands for is employee assistance programs. And depending on the company that you work for, you can get anywhere between eight, to, I'm sorry, anywhere between two to eight counseling sessions at no charge to you. Yeah. So I would encourage people, reach out to your human resources department and see if your company offers that benefit. You know, whether you use insurance or whether you go through your EAP program, it's still confidential. Okay, mm -hmm. so I want to emphasize that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. your boss mm -hmm. doesn't have to know, your coworkers doesn't have to know. It's all confidential. Of course, there are limits to confidentiality. You know, if the person is a danger to themselves or others, or in cases of child abuse, and then those are things that we have to report. But if you come to counseling, whatever you talk about in counseling will stay within that counseling mm -hmm. session. Mm -hmm. So um, I do. Do, do you have any questions about the insurance or the EAP? Because I know sometimes people are reluctant to come to counseling because they're concerned about finances. But but if you are, you know that would definitely. I, be I, I a think good that way. was that that's that's a real important note to add because that that is that is. 
probably the number one question that a lot of people would would have you know how would i pay for it if you know because people are, are probably thinking that counseling mm-hmm. is this astronomical um this astronomical astronomical amount that i would have to pay but you know knowing that my insurance will cover something like that is something um that's real good for people to know that's right that's right Okay, now I would like to conclude with giving your audience some scientifically proven techniques to help cope with stress in a healthy way and improve mood. If that's okay with you. That's okay. All right, well, the first one is controlled breathing. And studies have shown that controlled breathing, deep breaths, can have a calming effect on your body. All right, another thing that's come out of the pandemic is the importance of meditation. Like meditation has always been there, but we hear more about meditation now than we ever have. So meditation is a good way to quiet your mind. Like think about it, once again, we're bombarded with so much negativity. So, and our thoughts are constantly racing. And if you listen to every thought that you have, you are going to drive yourself crazy. So taking time to quiet your mind is so important important. So I want to encourage people, you know, if you've never done meditation, try it. There's so many different kinds. And I especially like the guided visual imagery because you've got a guide in the background walking you through it. And it's just, it's such a great way to quiet your mind. So meditation, you know, another, another good technique is mindfulness. And all that means is being present in the moment today, the here and the now. And mindfulness works well for people that worry about about what may or may not happen. You have these people that are stuck in the past and they bring up stuff from 1960 and they just can't let it go. And I know you've heard that expression, harboring feelings of anger and resentment is Mm -hmm. like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm -hmm. You gotta let it go. The past is gone. There's nothing you can do to change it. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta let it go. You gotta free yourself. Or they worry about what may or may not happen and worry is wasted energy and it's exhausting. So mindfulness helps you get grounded in the here and the now. And you have to be really intentional about the present moment. So practicing mindfulness. Another good technique is to connect with nature. Like go sit outside on a pretty day and connect with your five senses. And, you know, you can do that from work. You can do that from home. Anytime you start feeling a little stressed out, go sit outside and really pay attention in as much detail as you can to the sights and the sounds and the smells around you. You pay attention to the colors and that's been proven to help to help you release stress. Now, and a lot of these things, Andrew, are things that we know. Mm-hmm. We know this stuff, but mm-hmm. knowing and doing it are two totally different things. <laughs> You're right about you know, that. Nurturing healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nurturing healthy relationships. So many of us feel isolated because of this pandemic and isolation is hard way to live. So being able to nurture healthy relationships, you know, one of the factors associated with happiness is having a strong support network. So reach out to your family and your friends, nurture those healthy relationships. You know, in healthy eating, we know the importance of healthy eating, getting good quality sleep. Now this one is interesting because I've recently learned 
through this pandemic when everything has become digital, digital everything, Zoom mm. meetings, Skype. Um, you know, the first thing people do in the morning is they reach for their phones. The last thing they do at night is they put their phone away, like they're crawling in the bed with their devices. And so that's interrupting people's sleep. We're not getting good quality sleep. So of course you're gonna wake up feeling exhausted. It's so important to create um, an environment that's conducive to good quality sleep because if you don't get good quality sleep, you're not going to be able to function at your fullest potential. You're going to be more likely to make mistakes. You're going to be more likely to have accidents. And, and people don't like to hear this part, but sleep experts believe shut off your devices 30 minutes to an hour before bedtime. When I encourage people to do that, they look at me like I'm crazy. Mm. But if you, we've got to value sleep. Like yeah. people, we have got to value sleep. We're spending too much time on our, our iPads, our phones, whether it's scrolling through social media, whether yeah. it's YouTube, whether it's TikTok, whatever it is, yeah. you've got to take a break from those devices. Like yeah. we're giving up precious time of sleeping when sleep is so critical. Like you've got to get good quality sleep. So you know, my advice to everybody would be, you know, create not only a nighttime ritual, but a morning ritual that yeah. you follow every day yeah. because we do better when we have a schedule. Yeah. So exercise, you know, we all know the benefits of exercise, yoga, and just simply enjoying life. Life is too short. Yeah. You know? So enjoy your life, you yeah. know. And I do believe that there is a light at the end of this tunnel and I am hoping for a brighter future yeah. and I want you all to be hopeful too. So once again, thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. Like I'm really just so proud of, of what you do. Like you present the information in an authentic and genuine way. Um, you believe in what you do. You do your best to make a difference in the lives of people. And I really appreciate that. Like, I appreciate you taking the time and the energy to create this podcast, you know, to dispel myths about mental illness and to provide people with accurate information and to bring awareness to mental illness. So all I can say is just keep up the good work and that I'm very proud of, of everything that you've done. Thank you. Oh, man, that, that means a lot, Dr. Debbie. Thank you so much. And um, I just want to um, I, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. And I want to thank you for the information that you provided. And um, hey, guys, she um, she laid a lot of stuff out there, but she put it in a way that was very relatable. And she put it in a way that, you know, anyone anyone can grasp it and anyone can anyone can pick it up and anyone can run with it. In the military, we um, we had we had a, a saying um, it was kiss. And it was K-I-S-S, um, keep it simple, stupid. And that that is a, <laughs> that is, that that was what, what this really was. And it was just, it was putting the information out there for, for someone to grab it and putting the information out there for someone to pick it up. Um, I, I, I want to thank you guys for listening. I, um, let me say this before, before we end the show. Um, I don't know what the statistics are for people that's listening around the world and um, in different countries. I know I, I see a lot of downloads in um, England. I see a lot of downloads in France. I see a lot of downloads um, in Japan. And um, uh, I, I've seen a lot of down, downloads out in the um, South Pacific. But I, I, I want to 
I, I want to say that, you know, everybody's um, going through something right now, especially we all dealing with this pandemic. And it's so very important for you guys to seek help. It's so if you need it, it's so very important. And um, that was the whole reasoning behind this show. And again, um, Dr. David, I just want to thank you. Thank you for coming on. And I, I just want to thank you for sharing um, that. It, it really means a lot. And again, guys, this is Andrew and this is my crazy life and how I got through it. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>